All right, we are in the middle now of a new series from the book of Esther. You turn to the book of Esther. And you did chapters one and two already, right? Yes. And so you have it in your mind what that was, don't you? That's what I like. Take courage, take courage. So, number one, who's the king? Ahasuerus. Ahasuerus. Something like that. Ahasuerus. Ahasuerus. Okay, he's the king. Of who? Persia. The Persians and the Medes. The Medes. Good. Persians and the Medes. And they ruled. Told you how far their kingdom went. From to from India to Ethiopia. That's from Africa all the way over to Asia. That's a big place. That was, in those days, what they call they ruled the world. They were the world rulers, the Medes and Persians. Okay? And uh, he had a party. How long did a party last? Six months. Good deal. Six months. That's a long party, isn't it? He had a six-month party, and he did something during the party. What did he do? He tried to show off his wife. Her name was the second. Vashti. Vashti. Queen Vashti. So I want you to come down and show off because you're a gorgeous, beautiful dashing woman, right? And what'd she say? Take a leap. I'm not going down there and show off. So she said, I'm not going to do it. So in chapter one, you got the king and his people that are having a party and Queen Vashti who says, no, I'm not playing that game. Right. Chapter 2, we get introduced to Mordecai and no. no word about Esther until chapter 2. All right, chapter 1, we never heard of Esther. Chapter 2, why do we suddenly hear about Esther? Because she's one of the girls. She's stunning and beautiful, gorgeous, a lovely young lady, just beautiful. And so King has what? What would you call it? Call it a beauty contest. 
right? We've got a beauty contest. And he wants the most beautiful girl in the world to be his new queen because he's going to dump her. <laughs> so how do you like the king so far? Stupid? He runs the whole world. He can't be too stupid. Could be other things. What? How would you describe him? Arrogant is a good word, yes. I would say that's a good word. King is arrogant. What does arrogant mean, by the way? Yeah. Thinks he's smarter than everybody else. Thinks he's better than everybody else. Is he? That's a good, good answer. After all, he's the king of the world. Right? He's no idiot. All right. But he is got a couple flaws. <laughs> and one of them is arrogant. All right. And he kind of, what did he do when Vasty said, I'm not coming? All right. He banished her, but he did something else. What did he do? What? Yeah, but before that, what did he do? He asked his other people and his friends. Go search for the previous service. He started that, but he did something else. He wrote a law. What was that law? Do you remember? Sent it all over the kingdom. Send it through everybody in the whole kingdom. He said, here's what he said. From now on, wives will obey their husbands. Tell everybody in the whole kingdom that. Right. <laughs> you think that would work today if we tried that? No. <laughs> well, that's what he did. And here's what you've got to know. That the Medes and the Persians, if they wrote a law, they said, once we put it into law, it can never change. All right, the Romans were proud of their law system and they bragged about it all the time. Uh, the Medes and the Persians said, our laws are so good, and the people that make them are so smart, that once we make a law, we never have to change it. It lasts forever. So he sent a law out to everybody that from now on, wives will obey their husbands, and that can never change. So how do you think that's going to go? <laughs> All right, now we go to... Esther chapter 3. Esther chapter 3. We're going to read a little and stop and read a little and stop. So we're going to meet a new character. Okay, begin. After these things did King Hazarus promote Haman, the son of Hamadatha, the Agagite, and advanced him and set his seat above all the princes that were with him. And all the king's servants that were in the king's gate bowed in Three rooms, 
bowed not, nor did him reverence. Then the king's servants, which were in the king's gate, said unto Mordecai, Why transgressest thou king's commandment? When they had worked him day after day, he stood without the sentiment, they told Haman, in order to see if Mordecai's actions would be tolerated, he see I told them he was a Jew. And when Haman said, saw that Mordecai bowed not, nor did he nor did him reverence, then was Haman full of wrath. Okay, so we're introduced to a new character. His name is Haman. Who is he? Describe who he is. Yeah, besides that, we don't care who his father What would you call him today? He's a government official, right? He's part of the king's uh, government. He's a government official. And he happens to have been promoted. So all the other people that run the kingdom, and the, the king would have lots and lots of people who help him. Obviously, you can't rule the whole world by yourself, okay? He's got lots of people. There's somebody over here, somebody over there, a prince of this and a prince of that. And among them is this guy named Haman, and he's going to put him up in a high place as one of the highest government officials. That's who he is. He's part of the government. And so when he goes by, everybody's supposed to do what? Bow down to Haman. Bow down to Haman. Why did they have to do that? Who told them to? No. Who did? Who told them to bow down? What does it say? It said the king. It's the king's rule that you bow. To Haman. That's the king's rule. What do you know about the king's rule? It can't change. It never changes. And once the law is put in place, it can't change. And so Haman is promoted in the government, and you're supposed to bow down to him. That's part of the law. He's a big shot. When he comes in, everybody bows down to Haman, except for one guy named Mordecai. Why do you think he didn't bow down? He believes in God and you're not supposed to bow down to other people. Some of that, yes, but not all of that. 
What if I bow down to you? What does it mean? There's Audrey. I'm bowing down to Audrey. What does it mean? Respect. Is it wrong to give respect? Right? Respect is kind of normal. It's a good, even a good thing, right? You know, bow down to somebody you respect. So why won't Mordecai bow down and just respect the guy? Why not? Or he doesn't like him. And that's part of it. So why do you think he doesn't like him? So we got to get to... Well, before that. He didn't start that first. Why does he not like Haman? And I don't think he liked him. But why won't he bow down? If he just bowed down, there's no trouble. Right? He can say inside, well, I don't like the guy, but I don't bow down. I don't have any trouble. But he won't bow down. So what do you think? Why? That's very important. You've got to figure out why he won't bow down. More. He doesn't respect him. Why would he not respect him? It doesn't say anywhere there, but you've got to figure it out for yourself. When you read the Bible sometimes, you've got to use your little gray matter. They call it reading between the lines. Here's a guy... Everybody in the whole place bows down, and Mordecai stands up there when he goes by, and they say to Mordecai, hey, look, the law is you're supposed to bow down when he comes in. Haman's one of those guys we got to bow to. Not me. I ain't bowing to him. Is Mordecai stubborn? How many people think Mordecai is stubborn? Raise your hand, don't be afraid. Raise your hand. Do I think Mordecai is stubborn? No, I didn't raise my hand. What's with this guy then? I want you to note this. You got a promotion, right? How do people get promoted? Sometimes they do well. What? Do you think there's any other way that people get promoted? What? Bribes, what else? Ah, if you know people. You are going to run into this very soon because you're right on the verge of entering the working world. And you're going to go into the world and get a job somewhere. And you're going to find somebody gets promoted and you're going to scratch your head and say, why did that person get promoted? They're not even too smart. And you're going to say, that person doesn't really know how to do it. So how did he get promoted? He knew somebody. <laughs> he knew somebody. He had a little pull somewhere. Now I think Haman got promoted. Why do you think he got promoted? Because he kind of 
Well, what's the right word? He told the king, hey, I'm your guy. I'm the man. I know how to help you. I can do this and I can do that. And he just made himself to be the biggest big shot he could in the king's eyes. And the king said, man, this guy's really pretty good. I ought to have him. And they're going to happen to you where you go to work. There's going to be people who are promoted who aren't very good at what they do. How'd they get there? <laughs> they knew somebody. They talked just right. They said the thing and they... And they uh, use what we call politics to get promoted. Right? And you're going to work for somebody someday that won't know much. You probably know more than they do. I've done that quite often in my life, but a pretty common thing for me in my life to work for people who don't know what I know. So it's a different thing. So how does he get promoted? And he gets promoted way up above the other. How's he get there? Well, Mordecai, I said, look, I'll tell you what, he's not a guy that I respect. He didn't get to be promoted because of his talent, his ability. He's pulling strings somewhere. Down underneath, he's a bad apple. I'm not going to bow down to him. Turns out Haman was, or Mordecai was right, wasn't he? Right, so what happened? He won't bow down, Mordecai. It says, it says uh, he thought to scorn to lay hands on Mordecai alone. Because somebody told him, the people that work with him, said this, Mordecai is a Jew. He's Jewish. Mordecai is a Jew. And he said, you know what? I got power. I got an in with the king. I got power. I can get rid of Mordecai. Matter of fact, I'm going to get rid of every Jew there is. I'm going to kill all the Jews in the face of the whole earth. Mordecai was right. He's a bad guy. Did you ever hear that before? Anybody else ever try to do that? Adolf Hitler. Adolf Hitler gassed and killed seven million Jewish people trying to exterminate the Jewish race. It's not the only time in history. This is as close as it came to accomplishing it. Now, Adolf Hitler only had control over Germany. And he killed them in Poland and Germany. He killed thousands and thousands of Jewish people. Uh, if he'd have had more control, he might have accomplished it. But this guy runs the world. He could kill every Jew that there is, and that's the plan. We're going to kill them all. So we'll get rid of Mordecai. We'll get rid of him. And we'll get rid of all those Jews. So this Haman is a bad fella. He's got a plan. Let's see how his plan works out. Verse 7, wherever we are. Go ahead.
people scattered abroad and dispersed among the people in all the provinces of that kingdom. And their laws are diverse for all people. Neither keep they the king's laws, and therefore it is not for the king's prophet to suffer them. If it please the king, let it be written that they may be destroyed, and I will pay ten thousand talents of silver in the hands of those that are in charge of business to bring it to the king's treasuries. And the king took his ring from his hand and gave it up unto Haman, the city son of Hetamatitapher and Agkigai, the Jews. And the king said unto Haman, For silver is given to thee, the people also to do with them as seemeth good to thee. Boy, we got trouble now. Now we got big trouble. All right? So they cast lots, or Haman has got some, what you and I would call witchcraft. All right? He's got people who dabble in the dark arts, and he's trying to figure out, uh, you, you guys who deal with the dark arts or satanic worship, says you people who do that, he said, Figure out when the best time for me to strike is. And so they cast their lots and they do their hocus pocus and they tell them, all right, here's the time when you're supposed to do it. That's when it'll work. So he goes to the king and he tells the king a lie. What's the lie? What lie does he tell the king? There's people scattered all throughout your kingdom. They are Jewish people. They're all throughout the kingdom. What does he say about it? They will not keep your laws. They won't do what you say. Is that true? No, it's not true. Of course, the king's got hundreds of laws, and they keep the laws like anybody else does. All right? And they don't... Uh, do what he said. So why did he lie? To get something out of He's pulling his strings. Remember, he got to be boss by pulling the strings. Now he's pulling the strings again, so he tells the lie. These Jewish people will never do what you say. So the best thing to do is get rid of them. So here's what I'm going to do, King. I got uh, 10,000 talents a silver, which in our money is somewhere around five million dollars. It's a lot of money, isn't it? And he says, King, I'm going to give five million dollars to the treasury, your treasury, if you let me take care of this little problem. What would you call that? That's a bribe. Hey, look. Let me do what I want to do, and I'll give you money. He's not giving him a few bucks. <laughs> He's giving him $5 million. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. You think Haman's got $5 million? I don't think so. Where is he going to get it? You get it from the Jew. You're going to take these people... 
money. He's going to take the money from the Jews. He's going to take their money because he's going to kill them, right? And then their estates, whatever they own, will be his, and he can take five million and turn it into the treasury. So the king says, what? Go ahead. He also did something else. What did the king say? He says, yeah, he's going to give him his ring, but he's going to do something else. Don't worry about this payment. I'll give you the money, too. I'll give you five million. So if the king gives you five million so you can put it in his treasury, what is that? So they do in Washington, D.C. every day. They switch money from this hand to that hand. Right? They take your money that you all are going to start paying in Social Security. You're going to start paying as soon as you go to work. You're going to pay for Social Security. And they spend it on whatever they feel like spending it on. They say, well, it's all our money anyway. And so he says, hey, man, I'll give you $5 million. After all, you're just going to give it back. So forget about the money. Just get rid of these people. And then it also says the king gave him his ring, right? Which means what? There we go. Verse 12, wherever we are. Then one of the king's scribes called on me the 13th day of the first month, and there was according to all the king commanded unto the king's lieutenants and to the governors that were over every province, and to the rulers of every people in every province according to the reign thereof, and to every people after their language, in the name of King Ahasuerus, was written and sealed in the king's reign. And letters were sent by posts to the king's provinces to destroy, to kill, and to cause to perish all Jews, both young and old, little children and women, in one day, even upon the thirteenth day of the twelfth month, which is the month Adar, and to take the spoil of them before our prey. The copy of the writing before commandment to be given in every province was published unto all people, and they should be ready against that day. The post went out, being hastened by the king's commandment, and the decree was given in Shushan the palace, and the king and Haman sat down to drink, but the city of Shushan was perplexed. Aha! So, the king and Haman made one of these unchangeable, never-changing laws. Kill all Jews. How's that for a government law? Like that one? Government doesn't always make good choices. Right? You got governments now defunding police. Like that's a good idea. People who watch over our safety, people who control our towns and keep us from trouble, and people who help us in many ways. Ah, we don't need them anymore. Get rid of them. They're going to cause chaos that way. And so here's a government that puts out a rule, uh, let's celebrate, kill all the Jews, sit down, Haman, and you and I will have a drink on that. Sit down. So how do you like these two guys now? Which one's worse, Haman or the king? 
I'd say Haman's the biggest liar of the two. All right. The king may be a little... Well, he should know better, but he doesn't. All right. So the king's not as smart as he He's arrogant. He thinks he's smart, but he's not. Haman is a nasty conniver. And all because of what? One thing. Why did this whole thing happen? Mordecai won't bow down. He says, this guy is not worthy of respect. He knew that before it ever happened. All right, now, there's a secret. In chapter 2, there was a big secret. Do you remember what it was? Big secret in chapter 2. It's going to become the most essential part of this book. There's a secret. What was it? Who started it? This is from last week. Who started it? Who started the secret and said, you've got to keep a secret? You know? Mordecai. He said, we got a secret. What's the secret? What's that? Yeah. Now he's he hasn't been so careful about himself because the people he works with, he's in the government, he's a government official too. The people who work with him uh, know he's Jewish. So he hasn't been so concerned about himself. Esther, is that his daughter? He's not his daughter. He's his niece. And probably nobody really knows that. Because when they were looking for girls, what was the qualification? Got to be stunningly beautiful. We don't care if you came from Mars. As long as you're stunningly beautiful, we'll take you. All right, so people then say, hey, Esther, where are you from? They said, look at her. She's gorgeous. Put her in the beauty contest. There's a secret. Esther is a Jew. So what does that mean? The king just signed a law to kill his new wife. Wow. He doesn't know. Who knows? Where Kai knows, and Haman has figured it out. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. How many people think Haman knew? I don't know. I don't know if he knew. I'm going to guess. It's one of those things we guess at. Try to make intelligent things out of the Bible. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess that he didn't know because he sat down with the king hey let's have a drink about our new law have a drink celebrate and get rid of the Jews we love it I'm going to guess Mordecai probably didn't know that Esther was Jewish and that he just 
sent the law to every place in the whole kingdom. We're going to kill all the Jews in the 13th month on this day, because that's when my soothsayers said would be the best day to kill Jews. That's what we're going to do. We'll kill them all on that day. And now, Esther's life is only going to last until that day. And the law is unchangeable. Persian law is unchangeable. Now what? I don't know what's going to happen. we got a dirty politician who cheats and lies to get to the top. We've got a political system that thinks that they got it all figured out and that any raw rule and law that they write is perfect, so it's not possible to change it. And so we got politics, dirty politics, liars and cheaters running the government. How's that going? Well, they just condemned the queen, Esther, to die. Without realizing what they did. So, it sounds like disaster, doesn't it? You bet it does. Sounds like it couldn't get much worse than that. So, something's got to happen. So, what do you think is going to happen? I can't tell you. You could read ahead and you could find it out. but just there's a lesson to be learned that people who get promoted don't always deserve it. Mordecai was smart enough to know that and not respect the people who were promoted from dirty politics. So he was pretty observant and he kept Esther's identity secret and it's going to come a day when the secret's going to get out. Okay, very good. Thank you.